something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Beast of the planet is Tuesday! Yes, and we got our special guest co-host with us this morning. Come on, man, the legendary, the Willie D. What's up, what's up? What's up, brother? Hey, 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 I can't call it, I might spoil it. Original member of the Ghetto Boys, Willie D is hell. What's happening, my brother? Hey, man, you know, one more win, I'll be in. Hey. <laughs> you used to being up this early? I'm not. Well, okay, okay, okay. I'm not, but it's a breath club. Right. Okay. Right. Shout to uh, all the uh, dads out there that do throw-up duty. So this morning I had throw-up duty. My son came in. My son is uh, nine years old. He walked in my bedroom and said, I feel sick, right? And I don't know why kids do this, right? If you feel sick, throw up in the bathroom. Throw up in the toilet. All right, so my, as soon as he said my How old feels, is he? He's nine. I just told you he's nine. You listening? I didn't hear you saying he No, he's nine. So he said he's sick. So this is like 3 a.m. So you know I got about an hour left to get up, right? So I'm trying to ignore the situation. And my wife says, well, if you feel sick, go to the bathroom. He goes, all right. He stands up. I see him walk like three steps, and he's not moving. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let my wife handle it. And then all of a sudden, oh, uh, I'm like, damn. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm still acting like I'm sleeping. I'm like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not getting up. I'm like, I got one hour left. Who the hell cleaned up the throw up? Me. So my wife, she does not do throw up. If she sees throw up, she'll throw up. 
So then she starts saying, babe, babe. And I start with the hum, 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 hum. Babe, babe. I get up. So, yeah, Jackson just threw up all over the place. I'm like, ah, right, you going to clean it up? She's like, you know, if I throw, if, if, if I see it, I'm going to throw it. So I had to get up at 3 a.m., clean it up, mop, scrub. Now I ain't get my hour in. Did you document it? I did not document. You need to document that because your wife is going to tell a different version. I'm sure in she about is. Five, ten years. In five, ten years, she's going to gonna she gonna talk can... about how she cleaned it up. Nah. when you went to back to bed. Jesus, you just ruined everybody's <laughs> breakfast. We ain't even eat yet, and you talking about throw up? Ah, oh, it was nasty. Lord but, have mercy. But then I had to give him a COVID test because I had to make sure he wasn't sick. I had COVID, so then I had to go in his nose and make sure he was high. He didn't have COVID. I don't know. Maybe he just ate something bad yesterday. But that was my morning. That definitely wasn't my morning. Because <laughs> I'm going to get my hour. You There's got to be some rules, uh, some regulations, and some order. Daddy got to sleep. Daddy got to get up four in the morning. Okay? So anything that happened during the week around that time, you know, if it ain't like life-threatening or something serious, I'm asleep. Damn, that's I wanted just, my that's, hour. That's just how things go. Yeah, but... Especially you know, when you got to get up four o'clock in the morning. I wanted that. That last hour is everything. It but sure is. It is what it is. All right. Things are being a dab. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. Teslin Figaro will be joining you. Uh, we're joining us. We'll put you on to everything that's happening. Front page news. And in the rumors, well, we got to discuss Cardi B. There were some more things that came out we got to talk about. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Willie D. Of course, legend, icon. Probably known from the Ghetto Boys. His podcast, solo album, so many things. But let's get in some front page news. Good morning, Tez. Good morning, DJ Envy. And my favorite guy is here, my friend in real life, Willie D. And, of course, Charlemagne. Peace, Tez. Now, <laughs> let's jump right into it. Let's talk about Texas police held a black family at gunpoint and handcuffed their son. What happened? Yeah, police in Frisco, Texas, uh, like you just mentioned, held a black couple at gunpoint, handcuffed the young son because they mistyped the car's license plate in their system, leading them to believe that the family was driving a stolen car. Now, while the uh, while the car was running, they typed in the plate saying it was from Arizona, when in reality it was from Arkansas. And so the body cam footage was released and it showed an officer again holding uh the son the young sons or the young son at gunpoint the son was about 12 years old uh, i want you to take a listen and listen to the father it, it really literally begging uh because how his son was traumatized let's take a listen just a bat in a basketball tournament yeah, yeah. we made my son that's my son i don't know about listen bro we just here for a basketball tournament bro. we, we just learned we just learned right now that's why we stopped oh, man don't do this to my son bro I'm coming out, bro. Come on out. I don't know. Come on out, please. Can you fit that way or no? I can't fit that okay. way, bro. Okay. Come on, man. I'm a, ba I'm a basketball coach, bro. I don't no, know. It's okay. Look, listen. Look at this, bro. No, listen, no. listen, bro. We, we on the, I'm a basketball coach. I got concealed carry and everything, no, 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 bro. That's, that's why we told you. I put a gun on myself for no reason. Boy, we deserve better, boy. Mm -mm. Well, what did the family yeah. say after the officer admitted? Didn't the officer admit he made a mistake? Yeah, he did admit uh, that he made a mistake. Uh, the civil rights attorney, David Henderson, said that, you know, uh, they see this happen all the time. The difference between how they treat black people, even when they say, you know, that they that they have a license to carry. So the officer did admit uh, that it was a mistake. Uh, the the wife, uh, the, but the, the husband said, you know, but that sounds fine. But this could have went all the way different. Mm -hmm. You know, if he had reached for his phone or anything could have happened. Uh, they could have been killed. And I want to point to another case. Uh, you may remember this. Robbie 
stolen in 2008 uh, that was treated the same way in Bel Air, Texas, uh, because they believe that the car was stolen and followed Robbie Tolan all the way home. I know you remember this story, Willie, all the way home and shot him in his driveway while his parents were saying the car is not stolen. It is my car. Mm. Um, so just to give I just want to paint a picture here, uh, Charlemagne. I'm, I'm really upset about this because when you look at the logic behind this, I built my first house in Frisco, Texas. I know exactly where this is. And this shows exactly that no matter where you are, it can happen anywhere. The median income in Frisco, Texas is $140,000 a year. It's the last place that a, a family of four, two kids and a mom and dad will be joyriding in a car. So to go to a level 10 to pull out guns automatically before they even knew that it was a concealed weapon in the car made no logical sense. What what family of four will be riding around joyriding in a car in broad daylight? And I also want to point to that it was not just a white officer, the white officer or appears to be a white officer from the body cam was pointing the gun but it also was a sister on the scene as well you know as a police officer and this is where we talk about the duty to intervene uh, intervene so again why did they go all the way to a level 10 also did some other stats it's about 200 car thefts a year in in frisco texas so this is not an area where you're constantly seeing stolen cars you know riding joy riding through the streets and that's what really upsets me because it just didn't make any logical sense well, we, to go to a level 10. well we know why they went to a level 10 because the family was black like, right. like, like it's not a class issue; it's a race issue. It, it was all triggered. That's exactly it. It was all triggered by the sister who actually put the wrong license plate number in in the first place. She she's the one who triggered this these whole series of events. And this is why I say that close to Mike Willie, so people can hear. You. Yeah, this is why I say it doesn't matter that you have black officers working in black communities and white officers working outside of those black communities. The moment that black people cross that line, they free game to these race warriors, you know, these these race soldiers, you know, they're, they're free game. And these uncivilized mutts, they don't know the difference between a child and an adult mm -hmm. and right and wrong. All they know is I got a gun, I got a badge, I got authority. I'm about to interfere with your life. I'm about mm. to interrupt your life. Now, what was the, what was the warrant Not, for when they typed in the, the the wrong plate? What was the warrant for? Just a stolen car? Well, I mean, they thought it was stolen. It wasn't. It wasn't a stolen car at all. It mm. wasn't a warrant. They so typed it, it in. They typed. It was nothing. I mean, they mm. typed it in and just figured, okay, I guess the car is stolen because apparently when they, they typed in the wrong license, nothing yeah, it was off. just a mistake. And a, st um, a stolen but, car warrants all of that? Not at all. With all those guns being drawn. Well, let me ask you another question. So, what can it, happen uh, now? Can they sue? Can like what can what can the family do out of this? Well, technically, when we see these type of cases in, in the civil side, uh, since no one, I guess, was physically harmed, you have to be able to kind of line it up with some type of damage. Now, if this son or anybody in the family says they've been traumatized and they can prove that, you know, maybe we're going to get mental health counseling or that type mm -hmm. of thing, maybe they can. Sometimes uh, police, uh, state uh, police uh Departments would just write a check to kind of make the problem go away. So we'll see. Now, in Robbie Tolan's case, where he actually was shot, he did live to tell the story. They went all the way to the Supreme Court and they sued as well. So they won. So just kind of depends on what the damage is. But I just want to uh, reiterate again, Charlamagne, you're right. It was not a class issue. It was a race issue. But I was bringing up class as a point to, to say, like Willie said, that it doesn't matter. It's like no matter what, you know, it's always comes down to the color of our skin, including when a black officer is, uh, you know, on the scene. And also when an officer admits they made a mistake like that, shouldn't it be some type of automatic disciplinary action? If you're, isn't that an admission of guilt if you're admitting you made a mistake like you can't yeah. you can't just commit that kind of malpractice like that and nothing happens like you just go yeah, on. And the chief right and the chief just basically said you know we made a mistake and we learned from it so that was there you know my bad basically
They would have been like that if you'd accidentally killed that man or that man's son too. Mm. They would have said, mm -hmm. "Oh, we learned from our mistakes," but then somebody's dead. So, and so, so now what? All right. Well, that is front page news. All right, Tez. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. Everybody mm -hmm. else, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. Call us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne, Jazzy, what up? Are we live? This is your time to get it off your chest. I got an indoor pool, an outdoor pool. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. We can get on the phone right now and he'll tell you what it is. We live? Hello, who's this? Yo, Jaquez calling in from Gainesville, Florida. Hey, what's up, brother? Get it Jacquez, off your chest. what up, King? Hey, what's going on, fellas? It's crazy to be talking with y'all, but just want to say envious, ironic how you say your son woke up, threw up this morning. You know, mom woke up about 3 o'clock and had the same thing. I just wish I could have got that extra hour one. Like, you being a single dad, I had to get up and take care of it. So. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not a single dad, but I definitely had to get up and take care of it. You know, in that, in that time, you're looking at the clock like, damn, all I want is my time. But had to, That's it. Had no. to clean up the throw up, then had to mop it up, then had to Clorox it. And, and then it, it was a lot this morning, but, you know, it, it is what it <laughs> That's is. That's right. It's crazy, man, to be talking with y'all. Y'all powerful, man. I like it. You know, as a young black male, I get a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge from both of y'all. So, and everybody that you bring on. So I definitely appreciate the morning messages that you guys bring. Love, my brother. All right, thank, thank you, brother. Y'all take it easy. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, guys. This is Tim from Toledo, Ohio. Hey, Tim from Ohio. Get it off your chest. So that story uh, really hit me hard this morning. I'm a white guy. I always say I'm your favorite white listener. I kind of say that tongue-in-cheek. I know there's a lot of white listeners out there. But I've had my own issues with the police. And I've said this before. I've called you guys. I cannot fathom what you guys deal with. When I say you guys, black people in America... I feel insulted every day I hear stories like this. And I feel like I, I want to start a movement, man, but I don't know what, you know, I'm 45 and I, I just said the other day, I don't know how black young men uh, don't have anxiety. <laughs> what you mean? We do, we do, we do, they do. Develop anxiety at a young age by yes. dealing with this horse we, they, every day. Yeah, we, they, they do, brother. We, we do. We, they do, yes. At a young, we just was talking about that behind the scenes. What you said, Willie? Are they they want to yeah. do this to you at an early age? Yeah, they purposely do this. They they purposely target our babies to traumatize them early on. They're trying to get them off track. They're trying to throw them off, get them off their square, to make sure that they are not productive citizens. They don't want our babies to be productive. They don't want our ba they want our babies' bodies cold or warm. You know what I'm saying? They don't care. And it never gets better. See, what, what most people don't realize is is when you get to an age where you think, okay, I'm old enough, where maybe I won't get pulled over. Maybe they won't look at me like that. Then you got kids. Now you worry every night that your kid goes out. You know what I mean? I got a 19-year-old son that, you know, he goes out. And he, he you know, whether he last night he went to Top Golf, the other night he goes here. And I'm worried each and every night that he ain't going to make it back. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you, you continue to have this anxiety. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's going on? It's Ted. 
What up, Ted? You said Ted? Yeah, Ted. Okay, Ted. Ted, Ted? Ted isn't Teddy? Yeah. All right. Well, get it off your chest, Ted. I'm calling in early this morning, man. I'm gonna get off my chest. These big ass out here making it hard for the real. This why I say it ain't a stereotype if it's true, because I knew something was up. I was about to ask you what do you identify as. But I was going to mind my business this morning, but you let the world know. Oh, no. Nah, oh, definitely. I identify as a woman. Hey, what's I'm the, the face? Stud, I'm the stud. <laughs> you a stud, though? Yeah, I'm a stud. I'm the dude in the relationship. So, what's a fake d***? A fake d*** would be something that you would call a d***. It's kind of like double sinning. <laughs> we time. already sinning out here anyway, doing what we doing. But it's like you are, you are a stud and you having sex with men on the low. You making it hard for us. The real ones out here. You can't be by stud? No, you can't be busted. That ain't how we rolling. That's that's triple sending now. Triple sending. I'm confused. What's the sin? Oh, I don't get what the sin is. I'm lost. We already double sending. They already say sending by being what we are. You know what I'm saying? So you want people? You want the real studs of the world to just swear <laughs> off meat? They can't have no penis whatsoever. No, no, nothing, man. Just go vegan if you bet off. You go vegan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wouldn't that be pescatarian though? No, not even. Cause it's fish. Y'all eat fish. Not yeah, we're going to eat some fish, but, you know, the human body ain't fish. I hope they ain't eating fish. Okay. <laughs> he, he wasn't talking. You know what? Never mind. All right, Ted. You have a good one, all right? <laughs> y'all too, baby. Good That's later. right. Y'all listen to Ted, man. All y'all studs out there, stop faking the funk, all right? Leading penises alone. Hello. Fake ass studs. <laughs> Hello. Who's this? Yo, this is Cliff. Cliff, what up? Get it off your chest. Yeah, I went to the boxing gym a few days ago. I don't know how I left. Oh, somebody put you on your ass? You don't know how you left? Somebody knocked you out? I don't know how I left the boxing gym. I don't know how I left. Hey, you don't play boxing, bro, bro. Mm-mm. Uh. We got Willie D in here. Willie D is a... Uh, wait, what, what is it, Willie? What is it? Gold, you said Golden Glove, right? Golden Glove, yeah. Golden Glove, yeah. That's what's up, yeah, but I don't know how I left, though. Maybe you shouldn't go back then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you shouldn't be boxing. How, how long you been training? I've been, I've been just doing sparring here and there. I never really trained with it. There's your problem. See, that's the problem. People just want to jump in and go in the gym and just start sparring. There's more to that. Right. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got hit in the nose. I don't know what he got hit in. But his phone ain't even, even there no more. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, when we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to discuss uh, Cardi B. You know, yesterday she got into the incident. Well, over the weekend, she got into the incident with somebody that threw a drink at her. She threw the mic back. Well... Uh, it changed up a little, and we'll discuss some updates. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. 
from iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host, Willie D, here. And let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Stephen A. Smith. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty pat. I'm gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. Yes. Now, the reason I started with this story is Willie D, our guest host, uh, if you don't know, uh, icon, legend from the uh, legendary group Ghetto Boys, but he was also a boxer, Golden Glove boxer. And we were talking behind the scenes about the Errol Spence and Crawford fight. Well, yesterday, Stephen A. Smith said this about Errol Spence. In all my years of watching boxing, it is rare that I've seen an ass whipping like that. Having said that, I want to announce this on national television right here on First Tape. I believe that Errol Spence Jr. should consider retiring. That's how bad that ass was. Let me explain why. One loss. And I'm, I'm getting ready to go to that. It's how you lose. And it's what he's been through. And when he says been through, he means uh, the two car accidents. Car accidents, it was yeah. Because yeah, it was two car accidents. It was two? Yeah, people always talk about the Ferrari flipping over, but they forget about uh, the head-on collision he had with, I think it was a 14 or 15-year-old. I think the 14 or 15-year-old that ran into him. It was a head-on collision. Mm, I don't remember that one. Yeah. So, Willie D., you're a former boxer, Golden Glove boxer. What are your thoughts? Should he retire from what you've seen? I mean, everybody's saying that this is a thought that maybe he should. I think Oscar De La Hoya said something about that as well, right? Oscar De La Hoya said that uh, he, he definitely should not fight in December because mm-hmm. he feels like, you know, people are saying that he might have some residual neurological Damage. The only reason I don't want to get into those conversations is because I don't want to take away anything from Terrence Crawford. Like, I don't feel like that's mm-hmm. fair to Bud because Earl has had quite a few fights since both those accidents. He's been in and he's won those. So if there's something wrong with Earl, I pray he gets the help he needs. And I care about his overall health more than I care about anything he does in the ring. But I don't want to get into those conversations because I feel like that takes away from uh, what, what Crawford. Terrence Crawford did on Saturday night. What you think, Willie D? Ex- ex- excellent view. Um, first of all, salute to Terrence Crawford. Hell of a fighter. Mm-hmm. He is a world champion. He is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He showed you the reason why he is considered one of the greats. Mm-hmm. Stephen A. says a lot of dumb things. He's a corny dude. He's a drop top hairdo. Jesus really, Christ! I really? do believe affects his thinking sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, look, man, I've been in like four or five car accidents. And it didn't affect me in my fighting. Mm-hmm. Stephen A. don't know what he's talking about. Earl, Earl Spence, like Charlemagne, I mentioned a little earlier, mm-hmm. did well uh, in the fights that 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 beforehand after, previous fights came mm-hmm. after the car accidents. Mm-hmm. When he fought, if you watch how he fought that fight, he fought all the way through. He came. He kept attacking. Yeah, he got touched. He never stopped. Yeah. Every time he, every time, yeah. every time he got close, he got touched. You know, he got touched, but he kept coming, and he's ended the fight on his on feet. his feet. Yeah, mm-hmm. he ended the fight on his feet, and and you know, you can talk about how he, how he, you know, how he got uh, dominated and all that kind of stuff. He was dominated, but even with that. Earl Spence is still better than 95% of the fighters out there. That's right. Especially the ones who are right underneath him and above his division. Mm-hmm. Why would you try to try to discourage that man from making a living for himself and his family and, and continuing to put his put himself and, and in the record books and secure his leg further secure his legacy? I'm glad why, you said that. Why, why would you but also mm-hmm. but also why would you try to deter people who might want to do business with that man? 
to not do business with him. Mm. You know, Earl Spence earned the right to continue to fight. I mean, if if he's going to get his, he's going to get checked out by doctors and all that stuff. And if he feels that, you know, he can continue, he should continue. Even if it means that he, that he ends up getting killed in the ring. You know, if he wants to fight, let him fight. Yeah, well, we don't want him to get killed. In we don't business. want him to but get sometimes, killed. But sometimes, you know, in that, when you go that far, ego gets in our way, right? Because he wants his get back. But if a doctor's saying he can't, we don't even know what a doctor said. I just don't want to see nobody get killed in the ring. But my question to you is, so you don't think he should get, retire? We just want to see him get brutally beaten in the ring. I don't want to see That was hard to watch on yeah, Saturday. Definitely, definitely I'm not going to lie. I wanted it to be way more competitive. That, mm-hmm. was, that was hard to watch on Saturday. I like, I, I like, I'm, I'm I like, glad what you said about Earl, though, because yeah. I don't like people acting like Earl was some scrub. He was an undefeated, Correct. unified, welterweight champion. He had three belts. You know what I mean? Earl, Earl Spence is a bad <laughs> a, boy. He's a beast. And I, and I would, I, let me tell you something. I got a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the fight was going to be that good. Because I thought that they both were going to be too tactical, all you know, all yeah, the way yeah, up yeah. until the like, round the fourth, fifth yeah. round. I thought it was going to be too tactical, and both of them have very, very good defense. Mm-hmm. So I felt like you know this probably is not going to be an exciting fight. And at the last minute, I actually bought the fight. And I'm gonna tell you something: I would pay to watch that fight again. A lot of people say, "Well, you ain't no use to watching, man." If you watch, let me tell you something: I like to see people fight. Mm-hmm. Two people want to fight. I ain't saying bullies. I don't want to see bullies. But I like to see when two people want to fight each other. I want to see it. I want to see that fight. My skill levels are the same. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But no, that skill levels ain't got to be. I like to see a fight. I want to see. A <laughs> I fight. don't want to see the rematch no, personally. I want to see fights. Mm-hmm. I want to see two people that want to fight. I want to watch them fight. And and here's the thing: in a rematch, yeah, you know, styles make fights. So in a, even in a rematch. Terrence, I mean, you know, Terrence could dominate again, but I don't think we'll see the exact same type of results. We won't see a situation like that because I do believe that, as you mentioned, you alluded to ego a little earlier. Mm-hmm. I do think that next time around, uh, Earl Spence will like employ some a better def- defensive strategy. I don't know what Earl could do to close the gap. You know, I didn't realize the skill level between Terrence Crawford and Earl was that wide. Unless, well, unless Earl just had that bad of a night on Saturday, he he could he could fall he could fall back and 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 and, and counter punch more mm-hmm. instead of try, instead of being so aggressive and committing committing mm-hmm. he could fall back and counter punch more, you know and, mm-hmm. and 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 you know and he could he he could put up a better defense. We'll see. I just don't want to take nothing away from Terrence Crawford, man. That's the moral of the story. You can't for me. take yeah, nothing. Drop, away. drop one of clues bomb yeah. for Terrence Crawford. I don't. Want to yeah. I, if, if anything is wrong with Earl, we'll find out later on in the future. But I don't want to take away nothing from what that man did on Saturday. And, and let me say this, man. Stephen A. Smith should be the last person commenting on boxing. Did you see that video that he put out a year or two of him ago boxing? Yeah. Of him boxing, the dude looked like he was punch drunk. He ain't got no <laughs> business talking about boxing. Man, hey man, stick stick to writing, bro. Stick to writing. Don't Willie, even you comment. just said you like a fight. Don't, Don't feel like commentate. you want to fight Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Don't even mercy. commentate, bro. Right. Don't, hey man, hey, I would love to. I would love to fight Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Jesus. And bro. let me say, and let me say that Stephen A. Smith was very emphatic about how 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 uh, Terrence got his ass whooped. I'm telling I mean, you right. I mean, Earl, 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 Earl got Smith, his yeah. ass whooped. Look, I'm telling you right now, I would whoop. 
Stephen A. Smith's <laughs> ass. Is this a Texas? Is I, Texas men standing up I, for Texas men? I, yeah, that's I, what I, like. I, would, I would whoop Stephen A. Smith's ass for the whole Why? state of Texas well, for what? and the entire boxing ring, the boxing world, just for making that comment. Jesus Christ. All right. Man. Well, that is your rumor report. So we'll set it up in the rematch. You and Stephen A. Smith on, on the, the undercard. undercard. Please. <laughs> and then Errol Spence do. and Crawford. I would whoop Stephen A. Smith's ass okay, okay. all if you, over if, ESPN's office. If you and Stephen A. fight, to the if next. you and Stephen A. fight, here's the bet. If, if Stephen A. wins, Stephen A. got to shave his head bald. If you win, you got to grow your hair out. Half roll. Who you got your money on? Who you got your money on? Oh, Willie. I mean, he's a golden glove. I mean, come on, man. That ain't even fair. But no, but yeah. We're not talking about that. Why you don't want to see Willie D and Stephen A. Fight? You said it. You don't want to set up the bet. Now the you battle know. of the letters. <laughs> the battle of letters. Stephen A. versus Willie D. We can really sell we this, by sell, the way. Yeah, we can sell it. We can sell this. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Houston versus New York. Oh, that'd be great. Steve, how are your people to call me, man? We can do it in the middle of my car show. All right, when we come back, we got front page news. Oh, my gosh. I hate y'all. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is The Space Within. Jessica Chastain, Bobby Cannibal, and our all-star cast are on board for this supernatural audio thriller. Listen when you sign up for a free trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We still have our guest co-host, Willie D. And let's get in some front page news. Welcome back, Tesla Figaro. Happy to be here. Willie D and Charlamagne and DJ NV. Peace, Ted. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, 61% of Americans say they are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, just another reminder uh, to these politicians especially that inflation has eased compared to one year ago, but 61% of adults still say they are living paycheck to paycheck. Lower income workers have been hit the hardest, and uh, about three quarters of consumers that earn less than 50000 annually are really being hit. 65% of those earners, uh, between 50000 and 100000 are still living paycheck to paycheck. You know, you hear a lot of folks say, oh, I earn six figures, I earn six figures. Well, even the 100000 folks, people that earn 100000 are still living paycheck to paycheck. And so uh, they're saying that there is a small percentage of even those who are making over 100000 uh, that are still living paycheck to paycheck. And they said that this happened even before COVID. So we can't just blame it on, well, it was COVID. So again, Americans are using credit cards, uh, paying high interest uh, in order to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul, if you will, dipping into, dipping into their savings, which is making them more vulnerable. So I wanted to bump this story up because we talked yesterday about how uh, campaign season, we're not hearing a lot about, you know, what is going, you know, what's going to happen with average, average, you know, working folks and what is the economy going to look like and what are the plans, uh, whether that be on the Democrat side or the Republican side. So I thought I'd bump this back up today. Yeah, I saw them also say that uh, they, the, the forecast for the recession got called off. But I mean, I'd just be wondering, what does that mean for folks who been poor? I mean, that's the problem. The problem is, you know, we always talk about these food deserts and what people can get, what they can eat and what they can't. But the prices of food are still going up, which is which is yeah. crazy. The prices of, of gas in some areas are still high. Uh, people are not making more money, but they still have to, you know, pay for everything. I mean, electricity is high. Gas bill is still high. Uh, and food is still high, but people are not making more money, so it's 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 very difficult for people out there. You know, the working poor are often referred to as people with you know low low skills, limited skills, and low income. But oftentimes, when you you take a look at it, you know a lot of the working poor include people with advanced 
degrees That's and right. skill mm-hmm. levels. Mm-hmm. So you got to look at that also. A lot of times we, we tend to think about poor. We don't think about the people that live in paycheck to paycheck. That's also right. people that makes it bigger. Yeah, and a lot of those people, you know, part of the reason that they live in paycheck to paycheck too is because of school loans. I read somewhere mm-hmm. they said most people don't pay off their school loans to their 40s. So people mm-hmm. are still paying school loans off, you know, and they, they, they never got a chance to even make money or, or bounce back from the school loans, you know? Yeah, that's why it was important when we send our kids to school to pay those loans off. Mm-hmm. You know, like to actually like make sure that when they stepped away from school, that they didn't have that burden. Because mm-hmm. that, that actually stops a lot of, of our people from being able to build wealth mm-hmm. because they're going in so heavily in debt. So if you can take that burden off your children when they could, so when they finish school, if you're going to send them to college, you know, if, you, if there's a way that you can figure out to take that burden off them where they can start fresh, mm-hmm. you know, that would be hoovy. Absolutely. I tell everybody that that's as a parent, that's one of my major dreams for my kids is to make sure that uh, all their schools are taken care of. So that when they graduate, they start at zero. Mm-hmm. That you know, what I mean, so they have a shot. They have a right. chance to do something that they enjoy. A lot of times, people don't do what they enjoy, don't do what they love, because they have to do a necessity. They have to do to pay their bills. So I just want them to be happy because this life is short, and people are stressed out. And I just want them to start at zero and be happy. You know. Right. What else you got, Tez? Talk about this new uh, nightclub narcotic. Yeah, just wanted to give folks a, an update, a heads up of what is happening uh, with a new nightclub narcotic. It's called 2C, and it's actually known as pink cocaine. It's a new designer drug that e- that is even on the radar of the United Nations. Let's take a listen. We'll talk about it on the other side. Out of all the different narcotics, is there one drug that seems to be the most prolific right now? So right now for Miami itself, it's the, the party. This is the party scene. So the party drug right now that it's very popular is called Tusi. Tusi, also known as pink cocaine, a designer drug, even on the radar of the United Nations. So there's a lot of music, especially in the reggaeton scene, that make reference to Tusi uh, because it's a very popular uh, dance club drug that's being utilized right now in the party scene. So what's the effects? I mean, how is it stronger than regular white cocaine? Yeah, well, the the problem is uh, they're putting in the food coloring to, you know, make it pink. And like a lot of these uh, synthetic, you know, manufactured drugs, they're just kind of throwing whatever in the kitchen sink, you know, to try to make it stronger or doing whatever. And that, that's where the problem is coming from. So this symptom is causing racing uh, heart, which obviously that can happen with cocaine, by the way. Um, but this particular drug is causing a racing uh, heart rate, dilated pupils, sweaty, increased blood pressure, stroke, seizure, hypothermia and increased temperature. And again, there's stressing that the ingredients vary from batch to batch so you never know what you're getting so you know as folks are you know spreading this out in the club and you're taking a you know a little snort you don't know you know what it is that 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 you're getting because they're making these drugs you know uh, in the kitchen sink basically as you will like with a lot of these uh, new designer drugs that are out there yep. so it is basic cocaine but they're adding other stuff to it and just that's mix why it with red issue. kool-aid mix it with red kool-aid if you want your uh, cocaine to have a little color to it but they need to be worried about the cocaine being fentanyl free that's what's getting mm-hmm. people out of here, that Fenty. Mm-hmm. Adding Rihanna see, makeup you never, to know, it. You never know if they're putting that in it as well, you know, because they're just throwing whatever to try to make it, you know, sh- as strong as possible. And for what? Like, why do you need your drug? <laughs> First of all, you shouldn't be using the drug to begin with, but why do you need your drug to be a certain color? Why do you want to have a f- fashionable drug? Well, that's how you get the kids. The kids mm-hmm. are already on it. Well, that's how you get more kids. Because I, 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 of the color? Yeah, they, they got a... 
I, I saw on Shark Tank they had this uh, this this cleaning um, jail that is colorful and so it it, it it encourages kids to keep their hands clean. Mm-hmm. But they made it colorful with you know bright colors and stuff like that on the label, mm-hmm. so that kids would be more inclined to want to keep their hands clean. So just like when they they put the the cigarette in the camel mouth back in the day, it's all about a Appealing to the youth, because mm-hmm. if you can get the youth, you know you can at least run an entire generation for the next twenty to thirty years, 40, 50 years, yeah. yeah. Wow. And also remember, we talked about uh, we covered a story a couple of weeks ago on the uh, the the edible weed. Remember, they we were talking about how they were making that taste like candy, and that was also you know part of a marketing ploy, and, and kids were overdosing on that as well because they didn't know you know what type of uh, edible weed you know would would conflict you know with oh, their they, body but that oh, also was a marketing oh yeah board. they've been doing that they'll put the edible and it'll, it'll it'll be in a jolly rancher's bag or a skittles, skittles bag sour patch kids. sour patch kids like they've been doing that mm-hmm. so can mm-hmm. we agree that america does not care about the children come on man i'm gonna say it. um can we agree I, I didn't yeah i didn't I, never, I, I don't I, I never thought they did yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they're always talking about the kids the youth this the youth that but if you really look at how they treat the youth just like they treat the elder, they say one thing, but they do something totally different. Same mm-hmm. thing with our absolutely with our servicemen, you know, our vets. Oh, absolutely. they say one thing, they put on a big show at these games and stuff like that. They bring out the old dude who can barely walk, and as soon as the camera go off, like get your ass out. Yeah, there should never be any homeless veteran in America. You should never have, if you fought in any war in this country, you should not be on the side of the road with a cardboard sign begging for anything. You should right. get free room and board. You know what I'm saying? You should get free health insurance for the rest of your life. Right. You should get some type of, you know, uh, uh, stipend every every month to take care of your bills and make sure you got food on your plate. Like, America should absolutely be taking 100% care of its veterans. Yeah, and your kids should be taken care of also. Your kids should get free schooling. Mm-hmm. You know, that that that's the ultimate sacrifice. But they love to, like, prop that out there, man. But, you know, the actions are not indicative of the statements. All right. Well, that is front page news. Thank you, Teslin Figaro. And make Absolutely. Sh- and make sure you subscribe to Teslin Figaro's podcast, the Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio no podcast Chase. network. And follow her Tis. on all social media platforms <laughs> at Teslin Figaro. All right. Uh, now when we come back, Charlamagne, you want to go to Breakfast Club Court? A lot of people have been leaving comments about uh, the Cardi B conversation last uh, yesterday that we did. I'm with it. Uh, so if you don't know what happened, of course, Cardi B, uh, she got into an incident as she was performing. Somebody threw a drink at her and she threw the microphone back. Well, uh, some more details are coming out. One, uh, now people are saying that Cardi B asked people to throw water on her. Uh, and also... That's what the girl did. And the girl was saying sorry when Cardi B got mad. So let's discuss. Let's go to Breakfast Club Court. Uh, who's the victim? Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. Let's hear, let's hear some of the audio right fast. Splash her down. Splash her down. We'll take your calls when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Cardi B. Now, uh, yesterday, we were talking about Cardi B's incident while she was in Vegas. Uh, we seen a, a woman threw a drink on Cardi, and then Cardi threw the mic back at her. 
And everybody called yesterday, and the majority of the people that said that Cardi B was not wrong for throwing the mic back at her. But now there's more details. Now there's uh, more footage where people are saying that Cardi B asked to be splashed. Let's hear that audio. Yeah. So does that change things? Does that change things? Uh yeah, to a certain extent, but we still don't know when that was. Like if I if I told you to do something to me at one point. Early in the show. In the show. That is ten songs later. Yeah, I don't know when that. I don't know when that exactly was. Like people, this is the internet we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? So the internet will say Cardi asked to be splashed, and then cut right to the woman throwing the drink at her. Right. So I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if that necessarily changes things. I think Cardi got enough common sense and wherewithal to know, hey, I did tell this group of people to do that, and that's fine. I ain't tell you to do that. Right. You know. What if she threw the water at her? You know, maybe that's maybe that's why she reacted she threw, the way she did. Yeah. Well, the girl did apologize when she threw the water, and she seen Cardi's face get mad. You see the girl apologize, like sorry, like sorry, that wasn't my intention. So you know, I I don't I don't know. But did you she do- hit her with the mic. No, she missed. No, no, she missed. Well, it. how is she trying to see? Trying to get a report? Like she's trying to get an assault charge. Oh, I don't know if that's her. Maybe that's doing somebody it. else. Yeah, maybe somebody well, else. Well, no, the girl else. that got hit with the mic is oh, oppressing yeah. charges oh, on yeah. Cardi B for hitting her with the mic. Oh, she's gonna get a check. Yeah. yeah. The girl who got hit with the microphone gets free check. money, right? Hundred uh, percent. Mm-hmm. But, but we said that yesterday. Whenever you make a choice like that, I mean, don't get me wrong, Cardi's still a human being. Yeah. Right. She's gonna react like a human would react. But you, once you make that choice, there is consequences that come with that choice. So you hit the wrong person with the microphone, even if you hit the the right person with the microphone, you know they're gonna sue. You know they was gonna press charges. They're gonna get some bread out you. Right. So so who's wrong in this who's wrong in this in this situation? I don't I really truly honestly don't know. You know what I mean? Because you know if you do encourage people to throw water on you, that's exactly <laughs> what people are gonna do. And they not gonna and, and unless you tell them to stop that that portion of the show is the over. Right. They still gonna do Especially it. Especially because we all drunk. Yeah, we twisted, and I think Vegas that, is 110 degrees. And that woman who threw that water at Cardi, that big, the, the one that we saw, right. she was just over over excited. Right. That's yeah. all. And I'm so glad that I didn't have that internet on me back then when we were hitting that stage mm-hmm. like that. Because say, man, uh, I would be bankrupt because yeah. I jumped off the stage so many times and, <laughs> and pieced up, dude. Really? Oh yeah. I used For to what? Have. I mean, just running in their mouth, you know, just... You, you know. can hear them from the stage, though, when y'all No, no, I used to jump off the stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you could hear them sometimes. Yeah, you could hear them. Yeah. You know, like, uh, really, the, the few times that, uh, that that I... A few times I jumped off the stage, it wasn't even somebody saying something about me. It was somebody saying something about Brad mm-hmm. Bill, saying something disrespectful all about the ghetto boys or rap a lot. Mm-hmm. I just jump off the stage, ding, ding, fries, and shake, get back on stage, finish the show. <laughs> well, let's go to the phone lines. <laughs> ding, ding, fries, and shake. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hello, good morning, Barker Squad. Good morning, what's your name? This is Lauren. Hey, Lauren, good morning, talk to us. So, Cardi B was wrong. You know, she asked people to throw water. Everyone was throwing water. So, I guess the girl who threw the water didn't do it on her time. So she got upset, thinking it was something personal, when it wasn't. 
The girl said, I'm sorry, because she, she said you asked for water. I was just trying to accommodate. That is true. That's why I said I can't do these mental gymnastics with this internet, man, because the internet had me thinking one thing about this situation yesterday, and then more video comes out, and now you thinking something else. I feel, I still feel like or, I don't know the whole story. Or if Cardi B said throw water at me at that specific point, now let's say that wasn't water that the girl threw. Let's say the girl threw tequila. See, now y'all just making up vodka. Yeah, but now you're not. Who drinking water in the club? But now y'all just making up stuff. Who drinking water in the club? Now y'all just making up stuff. Well, I'm asking. You ever see people drink water out of cup in the club? Now we just making up stuff. If you in the club, you Drink a bottle of water. I mean, I just don't even like having these conversations about <laughs> stuff like this because this is what we do as a people. Like, now you're just making up hypotheticals. For Hello? What? Hello? Hello? Peace and blessings, guys. Good morning. Peace and Peace blessings. Peace, Sean Stone. Hey, good morning, guys. Shout out to Willie D, man. My, my ex girlfriend used to call me Willie D as my nickname, man. My man, appreciate you. Yeah. But uh, I want to talk about the whole Cardi B situation. If she was telling people to throw water at her, she can't get mad that somebody threw some back. Backwash at her, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think she really got mad, Charlamagne. I mean, that's the reality. The reality of the situation: if Cardi B told people to throw water at her and somebody threw water at her, she really does not have a reason to be mad. Yeah, she that's can't just be the reality that, of the situation. Beth, yeah, man, it is. Y'all stay blessed, all right? Hi, brother. Beth, you there? Hello. Hey, Beth. Hi. Hi. Oh my God. Hello. Yes. <laughs> What's your thoughts, Beth? Okay, so no, I don't think she's guilty at all. Because uh, she was in the middle of something, something serious, like she's performing. And I have a similar uh, story. No, you don't, because you don't have a Bodak Yellow. Hi, hi, Charlotte. Hey. I'm what's... calling from Toronto. Hello, everyone. Why are you acting so goofy, man? Relax. Calm down, sweetheart. <laughs> she's nervous. What's going on? What's up? What's up? what's up? Relax. Take a deep breath. Come on. Take a deep breath. Come on. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, she so I used to work in the kitchen, and the chef threw water at me one time and I didn't want to be at work. I remember it was like a late shift. So I was so shocked and mad that he did that. I threw a knife at him. Oh, yeah. Okay, totally two different incidents. You didn't you didn't ask for somebody to throw water on you, correct? <laughs> no, no, not at all. You was, just, and you I weren't performing. Was, performing. You were working. Performing. He actually assaulted you, to be honest. Yeah, that's an assault. What was the result? <laughs> what was the result? It was shocking. So I... I I don't think she she was wrong throwing a mic at whatever whoever threw water at her. Okay. Did well, you get fired? Did, by the way, this is two totally different scenarios. Totally two different. totally different circumstances. Did you get fired? No, I did not. Actually, he was very scared of me after that. He was very respectful. Like people are very scared of me, which I really like. <laughs> yeah. Did oh. the knife hit his mark? Did I guess? Did the knife hit his mark? You, it was just, like a butter knife, honestly. It was just that scary. Oh, I'm gonna be honest with you. You're gonna be the star of somebody's true yeah. crime series in the future. <laughs> I, I can I can already see it happening. 800-585-1051 If you're just joining us We're talking about Cardi B Yesterday we spoke about Cardi B's incident uh, Today there's more uh, More information that came out uh, And we'll talk about it some more When we come back It's The Breakfast Club Good morning Good morning everybody It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy We are The Breakfast Club If you're just joining us We're talking about Cardi B Yesterday we reported That Cardi B was performing Out in Vegas uh, By the way Our special guest host Willie D is here too uh, She was performing Out in Vegas And while she was performing Somebody threw a drink at her And she threw the mic Back at them She didn't hit the young girl She actually hit Somebody else allegedly But that's not What we're talking about Some more details Came out Some more footage Where Cardi B Asked fans to throw Water on them Because she said It was so hot so we're asking, does that change your uh, mind frame, the way you're thinking, what you thought yesterday? By, by the way, uh, does it change my mind frame? Uh, 
A little bit, yeah. A little, a lot of it, actually. You know what I mean? Because if Cardi was telling people to, 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 to throw water on her, like, your fans are going to get overexcited. They're going to be overzealous, and they're not going to know when to quit. And some of them will go overboard. And clearly, this young lady went overboard. But that's why you shouldn't encourage fans to do nothing except for watch the show, put their hands in the air, wave them like they just don't care. But there's a difference between water and liquor. Let's just say the girl threw liquor. Like, nobody puts liquor in the dumb And we cup. don't know if she threw liquor or not. That's what I said legend. But how would she know that fast that that was liquor? Oh, exactly. you know when it hit you in the face. No. Nah. Uh, yes, you do. I didn't see it. Hit but her she, face. she instantly reacted. Ah, uh, well, yeah. I ain't see all that now. NBA, NBA, NBA adding a lot of sauce to it. No sauce. First, you said now you you saying it's liquor. You saying it hit her in the face, in the hair. I ain't see all that. Well, let's go to the phone line. Hello, who's this? Hey, hey, y'all here. It's Jay. Hey, Jay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's your thoughts, Jay? Um, Cardi B was not wrong at all, whatsoever. So even 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 if she was encouraging people to throw water on her. Yes, because at the end of the audio clip, you heard her. She said, just not my face. She gave her boundaries. Oh, and she did say that. The okay. Her, yeah, the girl threw the water way after when she started performing. And either way, when somebody set their boundaries, they set the boundary for whatever reason. See, this Part why- of the reason might be because putting water in my face, that's going to trigger me and I'm so something at you. See, this is why I can't even have conversations about this stuff because I don't be seeing all this stuff. I told you. I don't she, be paying all attention. I don't be hearing everything that a person's saying. I'm not paying attention to all the details. New videos popping out. New audio popping out. Whatever, man. You know, everybody did what they felt like they had to do, I guess. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's good? It's Dingo. What up, boys? What up, brother? What you, what's your thoughts, brother? Hey, chillin', chillin'. First off, Hardy B is guilty. Breakfast Club Court, Hardy B is guilty. She wrong. She knew she in Las Vegas, right? And you at a club, and is water gonna be thrown everywhere, especially at the little rooftop parties and all that. And then you you go, how you gonna go from the few minutes saying throw some water on my ass, and then you get mad and somebody throws some water on you, weren't ready for it, you gonna throw fight. That's why. That's wrong. So yeah, she's foul. She out of line for that. And uh, I think old girl should sue. Get your money, sis. Well, she uh, definitely they- gonna sue. Whoever got hit with that microphone definitely gonna sue. You never got sued, Willie D? Yeah, they never collected. (laughs) (laughs) But they sued you for putting hands on them. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But, you know, I I personally believe that if you start a fight and get your ass whooped, you don't get nothing. You you shouldn't get anything. Yeah, yeah. That that should be very clear. And, you know, thankfully we have some people who are in, in law enforcement and who are in the courts who understands that? Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, "Yo, nah, this looks like uh, self-defense. This looks like something where somebody t- you were targeted." You know, mm-hmm. it's important to have people that's working in law enforcement and working in the courts who can, who understands that this looks like somebody who was trying to get a quick payday mm-hmm. and get them on up out of here. And that that would discourage a lot of that from happening because most of these people that do stuff like that, man, they ain't got two pennies to rub together. They have no scruples whatsoever. They have nothing going for themselves. And they see you, and they're they're jealous. They they want to come up. Mm-hmm. You got the money. They feel like they should have it, mm-hmm. and they want it, and they'll try you. So it's important. It's really important to have people around you, man, to serve as buffers, so these type of people can't get to you. And if they do, then you let those people do what they do, and you keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Because for me, you know, I I will fight a lawsuit like a murder case. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I ain't giving you nothing. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting none of my money. I work for this. I ain't giving you jack. Mm-hmm. I'll fight that. I'll fight a lawsuit like a murder case, bro. Goddamn right. And and I, I ain't giving them nothing. 
Mm -hmm. I mean nothing. You ain't getting nothing out of me. I mean zero. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And when when you when they understand that, okay, 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 okay let's leave him alone. Let's, let's go try to find an easy lick. I ain't, I ain't that dude. You know, you messing with my money, you messing with Kane and Blake money. That's you right. That's your children, right? Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right, what's the moral of the story? I don't know if there's a moral of the story. The, the jury said uh, Cardi not guilty. So Cardi not guilty. Well, be yeah, yeah, moral of the story is be careful what you ask for. Be careful with me. <laughs> Be careful with me. All right. Now, when we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to uh, report some sad news. Uh, Euphoria star Angus Cloud uh, passed away yesterday. We'll give you all the information, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, my name is Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ain't nothing wrong with what I just said. I made a statement. I said, somebody smelled like dog. What's the problem with that? Morning, everybody. We are the Breakfast you Club. Tell, I think you should tell people. We, well, didn't we have this conversation? Yeah, but why don't you find out who it is? Three brothers walk in the room. <laughs> one of y'all smell like dog. Well, they all look at each other. It ain't me. It ain't me. It ain't me. One of them young boys need to do something because I smelled something crazy just now. <laughs> what is wrong with crazy. you, man? All right, we got our guest co host, Willie D, here. And we got to remind you tomorrow is Living Black. That's, That's our, right. Our annual love letter, they say, to black culture as we celebrate a 50th anniversary of hip hop. It's That's hosted right. by our very own Jess Halal. Drop on the clues bombs for Jess Hilarious. It says, it actually says hosted by the Black Effects on Jess Hilarious. You're not just going to take her. That's my sister, man. That's our very own Jess Hilarious. Drop on the clues bombs for Jess Hilarious. That's our sister. There you go. That is. All right, performances by Usher, Miguel, uh, Miguel, Glorilla, Coco Jones, and more. Special appearances by LL Cool J, uh, Lola Brooke, Chloe. Uh, Roddy Rich, uh, The Breakfast Club will be in the building and a host of others. You can hear it on all iHeartRadio, hip-hop, and R&B stations tomorrow at 7 p.m. Yeah, Big Boy, Nyla Simone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be there. That's right. So you can check it out on uh, it streams on iHeartRadio, YouTube, and Facebook channels. Okay. Oh, say my bad. <laughs> 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 My bad. Let's, let's rewind. Try it. Try it again. Try it again, Charlamagne. Go, <laughs> Willie. What do you think of all the 50th anniversary celebrations of hip hop? You, how you been feeling? It's whack. Okay. Why, why you say it's whack? It's whack. Why? Because a lot of it is overlooking many of the contributors. Mm-hmm. And you know, while some people may say. Well, at least they're showing some love. At least we're getting hip hop is getting some attention. 
Oh man, it should be done right or it shouldn't be done at all. But you know what I do like, Willie? A lot of artists that weren't necessarily on tour or weren't necessarily getting booked like that are getting booked like never before. And they're getting money that they haven't seen in years. And I do love that. Yeah, that's good for those artists and their fans. But what about the other artists and their fans? Like who? I mean, there's a number of artists. I mean, I, I, I ain't got to go through the list, man, you know, but there's a number of artists out there who who has contributed greatly to hip hop mm-hmm. who who is not in that in that mix and, and who is not in that that discussion. And yeah. all you got to do, if, if you really are real hip hop fans, y'all mm-hmm. know who those artists are. I ain't got to name them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you can even uh, celebrate 50 years of hip hop in a year. You know what I mean? Or in a matter of months. Like no, I it's, it's it's the year, but the reason I said it, I, you and, know, and I if you and if you are gonna do it, I think everybody should do their own thing. Like 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 uh the East Coast should have one specific to them, West Coast should have one specific to them, the South Boom. should have one specific to them. Like it all should be curated by people from those what areas. You mean shows, concerts, what you yeah, talking about like, TV performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I like the fact that, that these artists yeah. are getting booked though. Like yeah. you, you look at some of these artists that you know, I'm I'm always on the road. So the fact that I'm seeing these artists performing, like mm-hmm. I just seen a video of Rakim and he's performing in front of 20,000 people mm-hmm. uh, I seen a video the other day of, of Slick Rick Special Ed Grandmaster Flash I've seen so many different from mm-hmm. those eras to Run to Salt and Pepper to you know uh, whoever but I haven't seen a lot of these artists on the road before like that now, but I'm seeing them a lot now and I just love to see those those brothers getting that bread now check this out to Charlemagne's point that's why we should have these celebrations in different regions. Mm-hmm. Each region is celebrating their own because all those artists you just named are East Coast artists. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's oh, where I'm from. Exactly, and that's the exact, era. That's the region. Exactly, and people, I see. and and people that are in powerful positions like you, mm-hmm. who 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 reel off those reel off reel off those type of names and mm-hmm. stuff. It's projected to the wider audience, yep. and they say, "What Charlemagne said." These so these, to them. Those are the only people that matter so because you said miss, that. They miss, yeah. And when the Grammys host, uh, when Grammys host a fifty-year anniversary salute or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. and they decide who they're going to put on the stage, that means that to the greater audience, this is who's relevant. This is who really made it happen. Yeah. These are the people who really count. Yeah. And so those other people are dismissed, and that's not right. That's cool if your 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 favorite guy is on the stage. That's mm-hmm. great. But what about the other guys who made great contributions right. who did not get the call? That's mm-hmm. right. That ain't right, man. That's not right. And it's easy for a fan who saw their audience uh, or saw, who saw their artist, their favorite guy get on stage and do his thing. That's mm-hmm. easy for them to say, "Oh man, stop complaining." You know, hey man, at least I got to saw this, see this, or I, I got to see that. But you ain't put in 30 years. Mm-hmm. You ain't put in 35, 40, 40 years mm-hmm. of, of hip-hop uh, contributions. You ain't been in the studio writing the music, doing the tours, getting kicked off of tours, fighting with your, with your label mates and fighting for more money from the, from the label, fighting for, for respect for the culture. You ain't push, pulled up on the DJs and say, yo, man, you know, you know, what about this this song you told me you was going to play, man? You know, like you ain't stood outside passing out CDs. You mm-hmm. ain't did none of that. So it's easy for you to just jump in the comment section or the dumb section mm-hmm. <laughs> and just run your mouth. 
that that's not cool, man. I like it's not cool. It's not cool at all. And 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 it's not for me. It's not just about me. I know a lot of people who deserved to have gotten that call, man, and and, and they didn't get it. But I'm just asking. Hit the rumor report intro. Right, yeah, hit right. I'm just asking what artist that you're not seeing. Rumor, 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 you miss, you miss the mad people from the East Coast. Like who? People are on the road. People, I'm saying that before this year, these artists weren't on the road at all. I don't even know if that's true. They weren't. They weren't. None of these tours were selling out like well, that. Well, they were doing well. Now them, there's more and them. more tours. Some of them, yes. Some it of was them. the same old tour. It seemed like going around and around and around. But now I'm seeing artists outside of that same, that, that usual realm mm -hmm. performing more. But with the exception this. of Cool, I think you mentioned Cool Herc. But with the exception of Cool Grandmaster Flash, Grandmaster Flash, yeah, with mm -hmm. the exception of Grandmaster Flash, all of those artists you make, Slick Rick and and, and they're Rock always Kim, they're always working, mm -hmm. they're always getting money. So, you know, they may be playing uh, bigger crowds, but they've always played big crowds. They're probably playing bigger crowds more frequently now, but they've always played big crowds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm looking now at Shot Boys, Trillville, Pastor Troy, Crime Mob, Young Joe, Young Bloods. They, they got a show in 18. Like, I'm seeing yeah, but more of it. But that's that's, that's, that's an Atlanta show. Yeah, but I'm seeing that's like, happening I'm seeing in more, Atlanta. But I'm seeing more and more of those, those shows but, happening. But think about but it. But you've never seen before. The Grammys ain't going to invite none of the people that you're talking about. I'm not worried about, about the Grammys. Grammys don't but a lot of people, but a lot, a lot of people are not going to invite a lot of the people that you just named. Like the Shot Boys and all of those Yeah, but you're seeing more of it on the road. That's what I'm saying. It takes a show in Atlanta to curate a show for Atlanta to recognize those guys that have contributed. But honestly, before the 50th anniversary, you wouldn't have seen a show like that. I don't think they would have did a show that, like that. that you, sh you weren't that, seeing shows like that. That show, though, that tour you just mentioned is is not related to the Grammys at all. No, I'm, I wasn't talking Grammys. I've never, Grammys don't do nothing for us anyway. I'm not talking Grammys. Like, that so was, they that can't was, get that, the credit for that show. That was, not the, the Grammys. I was talking about 50th anniversary. By the way, that was actually one of the, um, I, I loved the podcast that, uh, you know, Willie D and, and Face got a podcast on the Black Effect Network called uh, Ghetto Boys Reloaded. Yep. That, the last episode y'all did together was actually you addressing Face as to why he didn't, uh, he shouldn't have done the Grammys without you. Right. Yes. And I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. Yeah. Have y'all yeah. gotten past that? Are y'all have y'all talked since then? Well, for people that don't yeah. know, Face performed at the Grammys without Willie D, of course. Yes. It, sh it should have been a Ghetto Boys. Should have been Ghetto Boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Especially being that he didn't mind playing tricks on Yeah. And, and and just to let everybody know, I did talk to one of the Grammys trustees and they he did tell me that, yeah, well, in fact, we were talking about something that was totally unrelated to the Grammys. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, man. And by the way, about that Grammys thing, yeah, uh, yeah, you were right. They did call and ask for the ghetto boys. Hold on, we got to come back and talk about this. Let's do let's do Donkey of the Day and come back and talk about this. All right. Let's talk about this. All right. Uh, well, Donkey of the Day up next? Yes. Before after the hour is going to a scammer named Linda Johnson, but she's a scam artist. And we also have to understand why they're called artists. They do paint a pretty picture. She didn't think this one all the way through, though. All right, we'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Are you someone who knows you don't have to sacrifice comfort for quality? Someone who lives large in life and in the bedroom? Then live large and now thinner with new Magnum Raw Condoms, the thinnest Magnum condom. Available where condoms are sold. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. 
It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the breakfast club, bitches. We're donkeys. Yes, donkey today for Tuesday, August 1st goes to a Lancaster County, Pennsylvania woman named Linda Johnson. Linda Johnson is a former general manager at the greatest fast food restaurant in regards to providing comfort. And that is Wendy's, okay? Wendy's is the greatest of all time when it comes to providing comfort. I'm not here to argue with y'all about none of this. McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, all those places are cool. But when it comes to providing fantastic comfort food, nothing is better than Wendy's, okay? This is not a commercial. I'm not being paid to say this. I just have very fond memories of Wendy's because when I used to drive my grandma into town back in the day in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, that's what she used to like to do. Stop at Wendy's and she wanted her fries and she wanted them hot. Okay, and Wendy's to this day still provides me that sense of comfort. Now, Linda is facing a felony charge of theft by deception. Oh, she is the number one scammer. Okay, I can't lie to y'all. I love hearing about a creative scam. There is a reason they call people scam artists because a scam artist knows how to paint a pretty picture. They have to be creative artists in order to get you to do what it is they want you to do. And Linda has painted a pretty picture. She actually did one of the most creative scams I've seen in a long time. Would you like to know what Linda has done? Let's go to ABC News for the report, please. Former general manager at a Wendy's in Lancaster County was found stealing from the store, according to an audit. Linda Johnson allegedly checked in and out as a fake employee for over a year from July 2021 to April 2022. Officials say that the theft amounted to almost $20,000. Documents from the investigation say that Johnson admitted to creating the fake employee and that the paychecks went to her cash app. Linda Johnson created a fake employee, uh, clocked in and out as a ghost employee and had the paychecks go to her bank account. And that's why she's getting donkey the day to day. Why would you have these checks go to your account? You don't have a cousin, a friend. You couldn't open up an LLC. I'm not encouraging you to do the crime at all. But if you're going to do the crime, I mean, damn, if you're going to scam, the key to scamming is not getting caught. OK, the key to scamming is to not have a paper or digital trail that leads right to you. Now, let me tell you my favorite part of this story. OK, I was reading this uh, when other managers were questioned about the worker okay the ghost worker police said some could not remember working with them while one manager reported that they met him once can we stop right here and play a game of guess what race it is now we're not playing a game of guess what race it is for linda johnson Okay, I don't care what race she is. I don't even know what race she is. But I want to know what race do y'all think this person was who just lied about meeting an employee who never existed? He said he met him one time. Let me repeat the story. Mm -hmm. Linda Johnson, general manager of Wendy's, created a ghost employee, an employee that never existed. She got about 20 grand sent to her bank account. When other managers were questioned about the fake worker, they said they could not remember working with them while one manager... Just one volunteered a lie and reported that they met this person that didn't exist once. Willie D, guess what race it is? Oh, man, that's hard. Uh, <laughs> uh, that sounds like a... It could be anybody, but it uh, could be any race, but... Uh, Just say it, Willie. I know it's on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> I know you don't want to do it, but Man, just say I, you it. know, I'm, I'm just going to say white just because I blame everything. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just> gonna... <laughs> uh, 
envy. Linda Johnson created a fake worker at Wendy's and collected 20 grand. When other managers were questioned about the fake worker, they said they could not remember working with them while one volunteer to lie and reported that they met this person that didn't exist once. Envy, guess what race it is? I know you want to say what Willie wanted to say, but what's the name? Willie didn't want to say it. What's the name? We don't know the name of the Linda, person. Oh, say it. Asian. <laughs> no, no, it's it's the it's the it's the black man looking out for the black sister. You know what I'm saying? That's what, yeah, what you're talking about. See, yeah. see, see, yeah. I get why Willie feel that way, though, because when you think about all the times white people have made up mysterious black figures to pin crimes on, okay, and in light of Carly Russell lying about seeing that baby on the side of the highway, you know, I can understand why even we would even think it was black. I don't know what race this person is, but I feel like this was one of us, <laughs> okay, because we, why do we like to lie for no damn reason at all? We tell each other we five minutes away when we haven't even gotten in the shower yet. Facts. We pick up the phone and tell each other we're going to call you right back, knowing damn well you're not going to call back until you remember a week later. Facts. We tell each other, hey, man, we need to connect. Let's go do lunch or something. Knowing damn well we have no plans to do none of that. Why? Do you know I do this to people on purpose? I do this in conversation. Sometimes I just be talking, right? I just want to see how full of caca somebody is, right? So I'll be, I'll be talking. I'll be like, you know Ricky, right? Knowing damn well Ricky don't exist. And we'd be quick to be like, yeah, 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 I know Ricky. I know Ricky. I was just with him last week. You don't know goddamn Ricky. You know damn well you never met this person once because this person doesn't exist. But for whatever reason, you just decided to tell the powers that be at Wendy's you met this person once. You putting yourself into a situation, making yourself a witness to something that Linda already admitted the police she did. She said during a video call in April that she created the employee and had the paycheck set up to go to her Cash App account. If it was me, not only would I fire Linda, I would fire this co-worker who decided to lie for no damn reason. You're not welcome here. You can't be trusted because I was always taught if you lie, you will steal. And the fine folks at Wendy's ain't got no time for no more thieves. Please give Linda Johnson the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. like to lie for no reason man. Mm -mm -mm. for no damn reason at all all right well thank you for that donkey today bet mm -hmm. we'll see you guys tomorrow peace bet all right everybody else let's let's open up the phone lines 800-585-1051 i seen this uh this went viral the other day i seen willie d actually posted it as well uh this man was talking about his struggles of dating in la he said uh he got stood up on a date he said he planned it all out he had flowers. He did everything right, but his date never showed up. So I just left a restaurant after waiting 30 minutes for a date to show up. And apparently I got stood up. I don't know what to say. Like, I'm trying to do everything right to be a gentleman. I brought flowers. I've been consistent talking with this girl for two weeks, trying to get to know what she likes, what she doesn't like. I made plans. I picked the restaurant, the day and the time. I've done everything to be just the kind of guy that would value somebody's time. Like, I just, I'm just looking for my person. Mm. I'm just Aww. looking for the one that I guess is out there for me. Ladies, tell me, what did I do wrong? Mm. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Willie, what's your thoughts? The first thing he did wrong was bring some flowers to a woman <laughs> That he ain't ever met before. Two weeks in, you bringing flowers. Let me tell you something, man. That is a no-no. 
Really? He probably, he, How is that? No, no, no. I don't think there's nothing wrong with flowers. Maybe nah, not roses. Oh, man, no, no. I wouldn't bring no, no roses. Really no, no. Hmm. Flowers are a sentimental gesture. It, hmm. it, it is for somebody who you feel uh, serious sentiments about. Two weeks, man, you don't know a woman like that. Two weeks, nah. I'm not giving you no flowers. I'm not giving you a bouquet of flowers after just talking to you on the phone for two weeks. So what's your first date? At at the most, at the most, one flower might be cool. Let's open up the phone. One one flower, just one single flower. No, you can get a bouquet of flowers like that. No, no, no. no. You ain't got to get roses, but you know. One single rose, look, it's a nice, one single rose, it's a nice gesture. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Hold on, Willie. Let's talk about it. What would you bring on a first date, Willie? Me. me. I'm gonna bring me and I'm gonna bring me and, and, and a good conversation because that's what's really that's really what's what's it about the first date we we're trying to, to we're trying to learn yeah. each other let's, right let's talk about it when we come back mm-hmm. 800-585-1051 Willie D is our guest host do you agree with Willie D are flowers and gifts on the first date too much that is the question 800-585-1051 let's discuss when we come back it's the Breakfast Club good morning the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about this uh, guy that's been trending on social media. All right, now he was trending because he went on a date and it didn't go as planned. He was damn near crying. Let's hear what he what he said. So I just left the restaurant after waiting 30 minutes for a date to show up, and apparently I got stood up. I don't know what to say. Like I'm trying to do everything right to be a gentleman. I brought flowers. I've been consistent talking with this girl for two weeks. Trying to get to know what she likes, what she doesn't like. I made plans. I picked the restaurant, the day and the time. I've done everything to be just the kind of guy that would value somebody's time. Like, I just, I'm just looking for my person. I'm just looking for the one that I guess is out there for me. Ladies, tell me, what did I do wrong? All right, and we're asking 800-585-1051. What's your thoughts? Now, Willie D doesn't feel like this guy should have brought flowers at all. He, He thought that was the first red flag. First red flag. Second red flag is all that damn crying. See, look, man, don't no woman want a dude like that leading them. I know there's a lot of women who was in the comments or the dumbment section making these uh, suggestions that we should show this guy some sympathy. Poor guy. That's bad. Those same women would not date that guy under any circumstances. <laughs> bringing, bringing flowers to a woman on the first date is a red flag. She probably saw him. That's why she didn't show up. She probably saw him from a distance or had one of her friends who work at the restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, put him on uh, on FaceTime or something and be like, hey, show, show me, let me see what this dude like. What? Oh, girl. And she probably called one of her friends. Girl, that, it's crazy. He got some goddamn flowers, a whole bouquet of flowers. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think flowers is that bad? Oh, man. I, I think it depends flowers. on what kind of flowers. Like, it's a first date, so I, I do agree with Willie. It's a first date, you know what I mean? So that might be moving kind of fast. But I don't think it's a bad gesture. But I just wouldn't bring a dozen roses. Maybe maybe some tulips, some lilies, something some sunflowers. Nice. Uh, something maybe. just, you know, because, you know, it's, it's something nice. It's, I think the starts the date off in a positive direction. Yeah. You pick, come pick up a, a, yeah, a date. Or she come here, you go, Ma, there's, there's a bouquet of flowers. Or it can't, it flowers. just can't be roses. Roses is very sentimental, romantic. Roses is, especially depending on what color. Man, right? this ain't no prom date, bro. This ain't prom. This is a, just a regular old date. Man, I, yeah, I've been talking to this chick for a couple of weeks. I'm trying to get to know her. It is very important that you not spook a woman when, that you first meet. Yeah, you know, after they've dated for a while and they really know each other and she understands him, he understands her, you know, he can buy 
roses anytime. It's great. But you got to be very careful because women can easily get spooked. You think when, flowers is... I don't think flowers spooking women, I think flowers women, can spook a woman because... I think roses will. I, th I think a little basket of sunflowers... Isn't roses flowers? Yeah, but roses, the different colors mean romantic. Like red means romance. Nah. I think red means love, I thought. Yeah, I'm red sure. means love and romance. I forgot what white and all that means, but I was like some tulips, some lilies. Okay, so if rose is cool, is, is diamond stud earrings cool? Oh, that's too? crazy. That's, that's, that's crazy. Rose, flowers, that's crazy, you can get flowers for $10, $15 at, at Walmart. What about Target? a teddy bear? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> so, all right, Willie, all right, so nah. I'm going to change the situation for you, right? Nah. Let's say whether you got a daughter, right? Yeah. And the gentleman comes to pick up your daughter. You don't want him to come with some flowers? No, nah, I want him to come with the right attitude. It's, mm. a, it's more important. That's real. See, we're trying to learn each other. So it's more important that, you, that, that you know, you, you learn each other and, and watch each other's mannerisms and, 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 and get familiar with one another that's the most important thing i think you know like it ain't even where you where you take them it's not about fancy restaurants and 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 and, and gifts and all that kind of stuff it's about the human connection mm -hmm. that's what it's about it's not about all that other stuff and this is what we get confused at you don't it's, think the flowers help to open up the human connection though no damn let's, really? let's go there's a lot of people let me, let me let me tell you something you have to really think when you're doing this type, when you're dealing with a woman mm -hmm. you have to like Get out of your feelings. You got to get out of your emotions and think to yourself: If I do this, how can she? How how might she interpret it? And you got to take out the as much wiggle room for interpretation as possible. She might say, "Damn, nobody ever gave me tulips before." All right, this is special. This is nice. Something yeah, that nobody ever gave you. Yeah, nobody ever gave me tulips before. This dude's a cornball. <laughs> Damn, <Really>? Tanya. <laughs> yes, Tanya. What's up? T talk to us. What? Flowers on the first date, Tanya. What you think? Hey, guys. Listen, yes, flowers on the first date, I mean, it's fine. It's not like it's a big deal. He did everything right. It's just the only thing that I felt that he did wrong is he's whining about it. A woman mm. does not want to hear a man whine. I, I think I agree with that. Yeah, but the flowers, I, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name, bro? Yeah, this is Bill from the Bronx. Oh, from the Bronx. <laughs> What you, what you bring yeah, on your first day? Bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> bacon, egg, and cheese. A bacon, egg, and cheese. A box of backwoods. <laughs> a box cutter. <laughs> I want to answer that question with the flowers. Um, I think Willie D is wrong about that. I think you can give a girl flowers anytime you feel like you want to give That's how you feel about it. One day or two weeks, it doesn't matter. And if you a ladies, man... You're going to do that anyway. And that's why the bodega sells flowers, right? And the flowers are cheap at the bodega. Stop hanging up on people. Man. Hello, who's this? Uh, How you hello? doing this morning? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. What's your thoughts, mom? Hi, this is Susie. Susie, what do you think about flowers on the first date, Susie? I think that that was a good gesture, lady. I think that he... 843, hold on. I had Geechee in you, so you know we romantic, we romantic from the, yes, in the low country. Yes, I'm from South Carolina. Put my head on the mat. You already know. What? Yes, Charlamagne. But yeah, I think he did a good thing. Like, that was the right thing for him to do was to bring the flowers. That was her laws. Okay. I agree. See, we're romantic in the low country. You know what I'm saying? Willie just made all the florists in Texas lose money this morning. <laughs> hey, say, I'm, I'm I'm a romantic guy too, but I believe that romance has to be earned. I don't, right. I don't just, I'm not just giving no any chick romance. Like, yeah, we're going to have a conversation first. Let me see if you are deserving. Just like a woman shouldn't give any man romance. Right. I, I think all I, that there's levels to it. And, and, uh -huh. and, and if, and if it don't work out, whatever's left is better than whatever left. Mm. Rod, what's your thoughts, Rod? 
Yo, what's up? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Willie D, man. Um, first off, first off, you gotta set up the date to something that you're gonna be doing yourself. That if somebody don't show up, then you can still do you. Number two, never chivalry is pretty much dead nowadays. As far as women appreciating shit like that, they gotta you gotta make them work to earn that. You know, you gotta you gotta get out there and, and, and use your mouthpiece at first. See if they're about something, and then after that, then you can escalate to getting gifts and getting flowers. I don't think we should uh, let let women dictate how we move as romantics. You meaning that if I'm the type of person that like to bring a woman flowers, I'm gonna just bring the woman flowers. Now, right. if she messed that up, then we don't go no. You won't go no further than the flowers in this date. You know? Yeah, but you see how it ended for him crying on the internet. <laughs> see, see, so we can say all this stuff if we want to. But but if we look at the, the we look at these situations in general, these this is usually the result. Yeah, you know there is a such thing as a, a guy being too kind too fast. Too but kind I, too fast is a red flag. Yeah, and I think this is the thing that what that lady said about the whining is important because I feel like he had a sense of entitlement. You know what I mean? Even though he did get stood up like what if something happened like your mind don't even go to maybe something happened but it seems like this wasn't maybe the first she time had an emergency this seems like he's been stood up numerous that's times yeah, this man. is all he can stand yeah. he can't stand come no on, more Evan. come yeah. on Evan. that's what i'm saying yeah. a lot of times these guys i heard some people saying that well you see this is what happens when you do guys stuff do stuff like this to guys they end up being mass murderers serial killers and rapists and all this kind mm -hmm. of stuff because people pick on them and bully mm -hmm. them let me tell you something man if being rejected is going to make you that you a chump you a sucker anyway and that was because that, look man there yeah. are greater there have been greater men than us who have been rejected and picked themselves up Dusted themselves off and kept it moving. Yeah. You get rejected, man, you keep it moving. And if you all that what you think you are, then it's her loss anyway. But we'll, we'll take some more calls, 800-585-1051. But, Willie, I will say that's, that's today's society and that's part of the problem, right? Because before, you know, you get rejected... What your pops or, or, or your, your family tell you to do. You go back out there and try again. Suck it but, up, buttercup. Same thing, same thing if you get into a bully. Let's say you got a problem with a bully. What did your pops do? You go fight that bully. If you lose, right. you go fight him again. You go fight him again. Or you learn, if he's making fun of you, you learn how to make fun of him back. Right. It was never to the point where you got to go cry because your your family wasn't going to allow it. Now I feel like a lot of times we we put gloves, hand we, we, we hand massage these kids with gloves where they feel like it's the end of the world when they get talked about. I agree they with that. They feel like they get, it's the but end of the world when they get dissed on a date. Mm -hmm. The only thing I don't agree with is that whole bully thing. I always thought that was a lie. Somebody right. beat your ass good one time. You ain't going back no matter who, <laughs> no matter who put you to go back. Well, the thing about it is that if you fight a bully, typically if you fight a bully and you fight back, you usually don't have to deal with that That's bully right. Right. because right. bullies don't like resistance. That's right. Bullies That's like right. easy targets. They like soft targets. And this is why it's important when somebody bullies you, to, it's, it's important to stand up for yourself the first time because if you don't, you are teaching them that it's okay to bully you. So you don't think that man stood up for himself on the internet by whining like that? No. No. Y'all gonna stop playing with me. No, I think he laid down for himself and he did himself a, a huge disservice. And no woman, no woman that's really about something would want to procreate with a dude like that. What is he gonna teach his boy? To cry harder? Look, Dad, yeah. your cry was weak. Look at my cry, Dad. Ah! Jesus you know what I'm saying? All that. No, man, get on up out of here with the, that. The, the woman think Stop he all that crying, man. Stop all that. And not just him. 
all you other dudes, you newscasters, I've been seeing news. I've been wanting to say this for a long time. You <laughs> newscasters out here, all this damn crying. Stop all that. I'm talking about specifically black men. Stop all that damn crying, man. You know, like it's a time and a place for everything. I'm not one of those dudes who subscribe to the concept that men should not cry. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not that dude. Mm -hmm. But there is a time and place for everything. And we have to learn to control our emotions. If there's two things that a man must control in order to operate at his optimum, it is his emotions and his penis. Mm. We got to learn to control that. If you can do that, man, you can rule. Mm. 800-585-1051. We'll take some more calls. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Everybody, it's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about this video that went viral about this man that went on a date. It was his first date. He brought flowers. He got stood up. He was crying. Willie D said, "Well, he shouldn't have brought flowers. Flowers is too early. He don't understand why, right?" So we're taking your calls 800-585-1051. Of course, Willie D is our guest co-host this morning. Misha, good morning. Misha, good morning. Good morning. What's your thoughts, Misha? I don't feel like he was wrong for bringing her flowers. There was nothing wrong with that. Oh, you don't see nothing wrong with that? No. Flowers are not that expensive, and it's a good gesture. Yeah, I think as long as they're not roses, I think it's cool. What if he would have brought her, bought her a pair of red bottoms? That's yeah. a little too far. That's, that's wild. I mean, that's, roses is like well, flowers. Are yeah, flowers seven to ten dollars. You wild. go to both red bottoms is a commitment. They might be like ten. Yeah, but what woman ain't gonna accept those red bottoms? Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. That's it. That's doing too much. Because if, if, if I'm a woman, I'm looking at. Well, oh, do you do this all the time? You just randomly give people red bottoms. Flowers is a little. Do you randomly just give people flowers. Flowers is different though, because you can just give them to a person just because you want to light up their life. Flowers you know I mean? are a sentimental gesture. Sent being sentimental. To a woman should be earned. It should be something earned. If you give her too, give it to her too fast, she's not going to appreciate it. Damn. The same thing with you a don't man. Pay, you don't pay for the meal. You either give it to her too fast, <laughs> she, she's not going to appreciate it. You don't pay for the meal either. The first I pay for the meal. That's easy. Okay, you know okay, what I'm okay. saying? I would, I would do that. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm old school in, in, in the sense that 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 um that I do believe that men pay for everything. Women are hypergamous. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believe in that. Mac. You know, I'm cool with that. I have no problem with that. Hey, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning. Mac, what's your thoughts, brother? Hey, so first of all, good morning, everybody. Good morning, King. I'm not bringing her flowers on the first date. And first of all, I'm not taking you out to a fancy dinner. We can go to a coffee date or something that gets to talk and get to know each other in a public space to feel safe. And that's it. Before I got married, every day that I had, we went to Barnes & Noble. We get to see what kind of books you're into. And if you want a coffee, I got you. I'll pay for Starbucks. That ain't nothing off for me. And I, then I'll I like you that. on a nice day afterwards. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that's more. I think going to Barnes and Nobles is very intimate. But you, but you know what? The guy also said he was talking to her for the last two weeks. I guess on the phone. I guess he was. He, he yeah. did the initial conversations. He said he was feeling around to see what she liked, what she didn't like. So he was already doing the initial conversations. I hope some of y'all keeping notes because I, you know, even though Willie D disagrees, I think bringing a woman flowers on her first date is cool. But also that Barnes and Nobles thing is dope. Mm. Meeting a woman at Barnes and Nobles. And y'all just having a conversation at Barnes and Nobles, and y'all can talk about what kind of books y'all like and stuff like that. That's that's cool, and it's very cost effective. Mm. But what's the moral of the story? Oh, the moral of the story, man. I really want y'all to listen to me because you know everybody's looking for somebody. I understand that, so please listen to me, please. Are y'all listening? Okay. <clears throat> just because you haven't found the right person doesn't mean you will. Namaste. <laughs> 
Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. 
It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, all right, well, let's get right to the rumor report. Let's go. Rumor has it, rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty patty. I am gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. Now, Euphoria star Angus Cloud uh, was found dead yesterday at the age of 25. TMZ is reporting that Angus Cloud, the actor made famous on the HBO show Euphoria, has died. The actor's family confirmed the news, saying Cloud buried his father last week and struggled with the loss, but did not say anything about how he died. The actor has been open about his own battle with mental health. As a rising star in Hollywood, he will be best remembered for his breakout role as Fezco on Euphoria. Angus was 25 years old. So young. That's horrible, man. God bless that brother. Uh, I think they said he buried his father last week. Yeah, last week, yeah. Yeah, and from what I read, he was overcome with grief. And, you know, he's talked about his mental health issues before. So, man, let's just, you know, keep encouraging people to invest in their mental wealth and seek the healing they need and just be there for people when you can. And for everybody out there dealing with something, man, don't, you don't have to hold it in. Find somebody to, yeah. to talk to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, yeah, I'm going to say this, man. You know, mental health is something that we all deal with mm-hmm. some people have been diagnosed clinically with mental health but we all have bouts of uh depression mm-hmm. we all have setbacks and letdowns and at the end of the day it's how you process it which gets you through it and understanding that life really ain't supposed to be easy mm-hmm. life is supposed to be trying it's supposed to be challenges and no, I wake up every day knowing that I don't look forward to it, but I wake up every day knowing that. So when something happens to me traumatically in my life, or if I if I get let down by somebody that I care about, I know how to get through it because I understand that it's a process. Whatever that process is, I know I just got to go through the steps and then it'll be just like objects in a rearview mirror. You ever notice mm-hmm. how when you're driving and you're looking at rearview mirror, mm-hmm. if if something's right behind you, if that if that object remains still, the further you drive away from it, the smaller it gets. Mm-hmm. That's the way problems in life are. You keep on going forward, and eventually you don't see that 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 thing behind you at all. Yeah. That's the that's the way life is. And so far, all of us, no matter what we've gone through through in life, we're we're batting one thousand. In, in baseball, one thousand is a perfect batting average. Mm-hmm. So. That means that every single time 
you you faced a problem, you got on base. You know, you got on base some kind of way, whether it was a walk, a single, a double, a triple, a home run. You got on base. You got hit by the ball. You got on base. So far, every single one of us have gotten through every single thing that we've ever experience that we thought we might not be able to get through. So what you saying? You just got to stay in the game? You got to stay in the game and you got to keep waking up and you got to learn that it's a process. Yeah, man. If you have a breakup, if you're in a relationship and you break up with somebody and you truly love that person, you just got to know that keep on going forward and and, things are going. Things are going to get better. Yeah, and there's people and resources to help you. You know, stay in the game. And there's people and resources to help you get through that process. You know, what I'm saying? exactly. You got to leave yourself open to, to, to seek those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's right. very important to understand the process. The process in a breakup is typically, first of all, hate. I mean, you know, uh, well, it's it's rejection. It's uh, sometimes it's hate. Sometimes it's it's uh, it's depression. You know, it's sadness. Sometimes you cry. Mm-hmm. It, you, you, it, but you get through, understand when this, these things are happening to you that that's part of the process. It doesn't mean that 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 you know something is wrong with you. You're human. Mm-hmm. So these are things that happen to all of us. That's right. But just keep on waking up, and you know things are going to get better. So once you understand that, man, you can pretty much deal with anything. That's right. We also got to send a rest in peace to uh, actor Pee Wee Herman. You Paul know, P- Rubens. Yeah, oh, I was about to say Paul Rubens, but play, you know, of course, play Pee Wee's theme song. I have no idea what that was. What is that? I'm talking about. We don't have the Pee Wee Herman theme song? That's not the Pee Wee Herman theme song. Well, they did it over. Hip hop. Yes, they did. You're a nerd. I know they did, but why? What's up with You're an idiot. I know you are. I know you are. What am I? I know you are the one. Play the hip hop version, Pee Herman, that they did over, please. That's not the theme song, though. Well, that's the song that we 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 know. <laughs> not necessarily. There we go. Because they did a dance to it and everything. So, uh, Ruben died Sunday night after a six-year struggle with cancer that he kept private. His public said in a statement, uh, please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing for the last six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruben said in a statement released Monday with an announcement of his death. That's Joski Love who Joski said that Love. too, by the way. You know what's so crazy? My my my, my uh, eight-year-old, my seven-year-old, she's about to be eight, seven-year-old and four-year-old, they watch Pee Wee Herman stuff. They was watching Still? Pee Wee. Yeah, they were watching wow. Pee Wee Herman stuff this weekend. It's on uh, HBO Max, I believe Pee Wee Herman comes on. Is it HBO Max? I don't remember. But they it's on one of those screaming services and they watch Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, of course the the dance was famous and the kids were doing a dance back then, so rest in peace. His movies and shows are on mm-hmm. these screaming platforms. And lastly, Benzino was talking about the Source magazine and talked about how much money that they were making at one time, and Benzino said he was making more than Hove and Diddy at one time. How much did you make with Source? In our peak we was making a couple of million dollars a month. And wow! Cash and that crazy. At one point, I had more money than Jay Diddy. Everybody in New York. You ever have issues like rappers and stuff try to press you? So Jay and Dame was was complaining about a cover situation, and they came up to the source on some rah rah. I had is strapped up in different rooms. They didn't know that, right? So they up there started getting loud, you know, because we we just wanted them to think that Dave was up there with just one person, and you know, sure enough, it starts getting loud. And they start coming out the rooms. Right. And, you know, they had to get up out of it. There's at least seven guns up in the source office at Damn. that moment. So Jay-Z like, and Damon Dash tried to press up on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you think know, it could have got ugly, though? 
I mean, immediately, if someone's pressing up on me, that's it. It's you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, you know, it's war. Like, you know, the heavens will fall. You trying to press up on me? Like like you trying to bully me? You trying to right. take something from me? Right. No, I'm the taker. You know what I'm saying? Like I grew up taking. I, nobody right. takes. Yeah, that's from the We in Miami podcast. So that was uh, Benzino talking about back in the source days. Your thoughts, Willie D? On what? That? Huh. I mean, I don't really have any thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I don't really have any thoughts on it. All right. And we got to congratulate. Everybody telling their story. Yeah. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. We got to congratulate. I do wish that sometimes people like uh, Benzino would do like a book or a documentary. I mean, because those conversations are great to hear on a podcast, but those are stories that need to be documented. Like, we talk about, you know, the 50th anniversary of hip-hop and, you know, people, you know, doing their own celebrations and documenting their own things. I want to see people start documenting their own But, you know, sometimes... To give more context to it. Yeah, but sometimes in those those situations, like, somebody like Benzino or even Willie D's been through so much, you might not remember to somebody ask you a question. You, you remember the time you got hit in, in mm-hmm. a concert? They'd be like, yeah, I remember that time somebody threw a shoe at me and then I went in the crowd and beat him up and then it starts bringing back those memories. That's why you should write a book. That's what, you know, that's or, why you or, see it all the time. Or do some type of documentary. I want to see everybody tell their, their own story their way. Yeah. That's what I want. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. We got the People's Choice mix coming up and then also, uh, when we come back, we got to talk about our very own Angie Martinez. Some, Something that dope that's happening with us. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Breakthrough. The first ever audio-only singing competition featuring celebrity judges Kelly Rowland and Sarah Bareilles with host David Diggs. Listen on audible.com slash breakthrough. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne, the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got our guest co-host Willie D still with us. And we got to congratulate Angie Martinez. She's going to be inducted into the 2023 New York State Broadcasters Association Hall of Fame. It's happening October 26th of this year. So congratulations to Angie Ma for being a trailblazer and, of course, inspiring us all. So Drop, drop one of the clues bombs for Angie Martinez, man. Angie Martinez's plane is landing with the wheels out. And it's very important because a lot of people uh, from certain generations, their planes are landing and the wheels are not coming out. They Correct. are crashing. Yes. <laughs> or have crashed already. <laughs> That's right. Angie Martinez uh, is, is, a, is a testament to doing things the right way. Correct. Uh, doing things with integrity. That's right. And you see in your later years, you will get celebrated and rewarded for moving just like that. That's right. You Salute know? to Angie Martinez. Absolutely. And she getting her, what, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, yep. Yeah, man. She deserves it all. Come on, man. Salute. All right, when we come back, we got the positive notice, The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. How you feeling, Willie D? You all right? Getting up early in the morning, you all right? Oh, man, I can't call it. I might spoil it. If y'all, if y'all want to argue with Willie D, man, Willie, give me your Instagrams and Twitters and YouTube and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Willie D Live uh, across all platforms. Willie D Live. And make sure you check out the Ghetto Boys Reloaded podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. Uh, Willie D be on there having some great conversations. That's right. And I also mm-hmm. want to tell people too, man, uh, August 12th from 12 to 3 p.m., I'm doing my annual uh, back-to-school drive and fish fry mm-hmm. uh, in good old Monk's Corner, South Carolina at uh, Berkeley High School um, from 12 to 3 p.m., man. You know where Berkeley High School is at if you're in the Monk's Corner area. 406 West Main Street, Monk's Corner, South Carolina. It'll be in the student park a lot. We'll have local vendors on site. Like I said, the fish fry, so it'll be free food, free backpacks and school supplies, uh, free haircuts, and please wash your children's hair before you bring them um to get their hair cut but from 12 to 3 p.m. August 12th uh, my annual back to school 
book bag driving fish fries happening in Moss Corner, South Carolina. Okay? That's right. Yeah, we got to remind you guys, of course, Living Black is back tomorrow, hosted by our very own Jess Hilarious. Our good sister, Jess Hilarious. Mm -hmm. And his performances by Usher, Miguel, Glorilla, Coco Jones, and more. Appearances by LL, Lola Brooke, Chloe, uh, Roddy Rich, and of course, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne, we talked about uh, health a little bit earlier, uh, mental health. Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm also a part owner of Be Well Telemed. It's a organization, well, uh, healthcare uh, uh, business that help people uh, in underserved communities get access to healthcare. Dope. Yeah, yeah. So we we special we specialize in in underserved communities, helping underserved communities, but we also help everybody. And you know, one one of the, the biggest things that uh that that we're doing right now is we just started. Uh, a new whole new line of products for male enhancement. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That can affect yeah, your yeah. mental health, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, look. I, 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 I was. I've all. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a personal thing with men when it comes to you know performance enhancement yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. And so I was like resistant, resistant to doing stuff like that because. You know, I, I, you know, it's a pride thing. You know, mm -hmm. like, ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm good. I'm good, mm -hmm. and and I have been good for a very long time. But you know, you can always, you know, do some things, you know, to get that edge. I like to have an advantage over any company. That's why they call it performance enhancement. You yeah. want to enhance mm -hmm. your performance? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So well, he ain't gonna bring you no flowers. Exactly. I mean, but, gonna, gonna, <laughs> but yeah. So 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 if y'all if y'all yeah you know we 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 do we do t uh, testosterone shots. So go to peakenhancement.com. That's P E A K the letter N enhancement dot com and uh yeah we do the uh testosterone shots and you know at first i used to think testosterone shots were just about just you know you know sexual you know endurance and all that kind of stuff but it really helps with muscle mass and yeah. it, it also mm -hmm. yeah it also helps you work out a lot yeah mm -hmm. yeah it helps it helps it helps with mu muscle mass uh you know energy and all those type of things so there's a lot of benefits to it but uh yeah uh, y'all may want to look into that if y'all haven't. Okay. And yeah, you don't ha you don't have to be Im Im impotent to, to do to, you know do that. You know, you know, like it it really helps. Impotent. Impotent. Yeah, impotent. yeah my, I said impotent. Yeah. No, no, I said impotent. No, no, I said impotent. I said I meant yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, impotent. But you don't you but you don't have to be that. You know what I'm saying? You it's it's really to give you a a, a better edge. What's the you website know? again? Peak, P E A K the letter N and the enhancement. Okay. H-A-N-C-E-M-E-N-T. Peakenhancement.com. Well, leave us on a positive note, Charlamagne. The positive note is this, man, since we're talking about healing. Uh, always be alert. Be alert enough to catch the shade, but healed enough to go on about your business. Have a blessed day. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.